Blog Talk Radio. Madden Voice, three, two, one, now. And we are back live, the Madden Voice, Tuesday night. Merry Christmas, day after Christmas. If you were tuned in yesterday, I did a special edition Christmas Day Madden Voice. Really just a venting session, um, because I needed to vent. <laughs> um, and it's... Uh, Roughly 28 hours later. And, um, yeah, I don't really feel any better. I'm thinking, uh, you know, after this show, I'm I'm just going to just try to bury it. I think after tonight's show, I think the fact that the Dallas Cowboys have been eliminated, um, I'm just going to let it go. Um, but, you know, this whole thing has played exactly the way we wanted it to play. The only thing left was for, is for the Falcons to lose on Sunday. Everything else from the time that it was a 4% chance for the Cowboys to get into the, super, uh, get into the playoffs, everything just fell into place. And the only thing left was for to Atlanta to lose at home against Carolina, which um, they both have something to play for. The Eagles have already locked up home field throughout the playoffs, so they have nothing to play for other than to keep potentially to have kept Dallas uh, out of the playoffs. That was really all they would have had to play for. And it'll be interesting to see um, the quality of this game on Sunday. You know, has Dallas quit because there's nothing left? Or are people going to be playing for um, next season? Are they going to be playing for, you know, contracts? Um, Are the Eagles going to rest their starters? Or are they going to play for continuity? Um, you know, when you have your starting quarterback with a torn, you know, whatever the hell he tore, ACL or MCL or PCL or LCL or TCL or ABCDEFGCL, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. He's out. <laughs> and whatever it is he damaged, he's gone for a while. And so it, it could make them gun shy on Sunday to be like, all right, Foles is playing okay. Um, you know, maybe we, we sit him, um, and bring in whoever their backup is. I, I don't know. Is it that's going to be a very interesting game? It's going to be a game where there's nothing at stake, and yet, um, you know, who plays? And on the Cowboys side of things, I've heard people talk about, you know, do you shut down some of your starters and just don't risk any long-term injury? You know, do you shut down Sean Lee? Do you shut down Tyron Smith? Do you shut down Zeke? 
Do you shut down Dak and some of these some of these guys that you have you know money invested in and just say this game is for nothing? Um, let's see some of the younger players and see what they got. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. Um, but you know it was laid out so perfectly. You know all they would have had to have done was to go in and beat Philly in Philly with 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 them having nothing to play for and see if Atlanta won. It was just it was just sitting there, except they didn't hold up their end of the bargain. <sighs> All right, let me bring on my brother. I'm sure he's feeling about the same as I'm feeling. JB, welcome to the Madden Voice. Yes, sir. And um, echo the same sentiments. Um, it somewhat helps to have a seven-year-old that's acting silly, taking forever to eat, and then try to give her a quick bath before the show, but... Not even that can enhance and enlighten my spirit. So to kind of piggyback on what you stated, it's a, a disappointing loss, to say the least, given what was at stake, given the magnitude of it to kind of lay a dud out, and, and basically that's what it was, a dud. 21 points off of turnovers. Uh, your defense basically pitches a shutout to have that kind of a lackluster performance. Yeah, disappointing. That's an understatement. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, on that note, I, I, you know, I did a, I did a show yesterday because I could, and I vented for about forty-five minutes. I couldn't wait till tonight. Um, you know, last week we had, we started off with K Star venting about um, his Steelers. So I thought tonight we would start off, which I, I don't know where K Star Doctor Train is, and I don't care. Um, they're not here, and I haven't heard from either one of them. So um, let's roll. I, I thought I'd start off with you. Um, give you the floor and let you vent a bit about this disappointing loss from the Dallas Cowboys, JB. So, JB, take it away. Well, there's, there's quite a few different areas that we can talk about. We can talk about Dak's performance and a lot of folks pointing the finger at him, talking about he's not a franchise quarterback. We can talk about there's Bryant and how he's not a number one receiver anymore. The year of 2014 seems like eons ago. We can talk about uh, Jason Garrett, the coach, and some of the play calling you had, and, and, and rightfully so when you have – and this is the ironic part. You have a, 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 an all-star running back in Zeke Elliott, first and goal at the two, and you don't give him the ball. It's ironic because it's against the same team that, what, two, three years ago in the Super Bowl was set up in the same position with Beast Mode, a.k.a. Marshawn Lynch, and never give him the ball. They end up losing. Cowboys end up losing. I don't know if that's a coincidence, but there's something to be said about that. Uh, Then you have the injuries of Tyron Smith. It just seems as though this season, or excuse me, this game was a microcosm of the entire season. And this is why I said several weeks back when the question was was broached about do they have enough to run the table and get into the playoffs? And I and I took off my home hat and I said no because they've been too inconsistent. And this game unfortunately proved me correct. Too inconsistent. Yeah, but do you think? But a, do you wait? Wait. But the question is, do they have enough? You do you think they didn't have enough to win that game? Of course they had enough to win that game, but the question was, do they have enough to go undefeated? And I said, they're not going to go undefeated for the next four games because they're too inconsistent. It's not a matter of do they have enough to get through. 
Yeah, they had enough. Right, that was the question. But they shoot themselves in the foot, though. They shoot themselves in the foot. But let's be clear. The question was, you're right, do they have enough? They had enough. They have more than enough. I don't know about Sunday against the Eagles, but they have enough. They just play like shit. They have enough, but they couldn't do it. And I didn't think they would be able to do it because they're too inconsistent. But But the the inconsistency wasn't because they didn't have enough to do it. The inconsistency was just because they played stupid. (laughs) They played stupid. The the, the talent is there. The execution was lacking. It's never been a question of talent. This team has never lacked talent. It has never been a question about talent. It's been a question about can they get it done? That's been the question. Can they get it well, done? Two years ago, it was and a question I, of talent when Tony Romo was injured and they had no backup that could go in there and win a game. So you know, they, they've had talent issues when Tony Romo was injured two years ago. And no, I'm, not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this year. I'm talking about this year. They had the talent no, it this has year. Been. Yeah, well, when Tyron Smith is hurt against Atlanta, there was a talent issue. When Sean Lee was hurt well, yeah. and the defense – Right. Couldn't stop a exactly. wet noodle. It was a talent issue. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm talking about the full 14 games, 15 games, the, the full season. That's what I'm talking about, the full season, not flashes of this point in the season, that point in the season. I'm talking about well, Sean Lee, the entire Sean Lee season. Missed seven, Sean Lee missed seven games. So it, you can't, you, you know, you, you, you can't. That was significant. <laughs> you know, that was and, and significant. I'm not dismissing that. I'm, and I'm not dismissing it, but they weren't undefeated when he was playing in those games. They only lost one. So, oh, oh, but not undefeated. I'm not saying that his being absent from playing is something that you dismiss. I'm not saying that. Same with Tyron Smith. I'm not saying because he's not playing, you dismiss that. I'm not saying because Zeke was suspended six games, you dismiss that. I'm not saying that at all. That factors into the entire season. But as a whole, because we had this conversation before, all four of us, and the question was asked, are they going to be able to do it? And I said, no, because of inconsistency. They won three in a row when they didn't have Zeke. They didn't have Tyron Smith the entire time. They lost three in a row, same situation. It's the inconsistency from game one, all the way through, whether who was hurt, not hurt, who was playing, not playing, is why I said personally they wouldn't be able to do it. Well, now, I'm just the game say against this. the Seahawks, I think, was just I, I, pitiful. It was a pitiful yeah, I'm, ball I'm game. Go, I'm, go, I'm just going to say this. I, I don't think, it, and I'm going to be very direct with you, for you to sit there and act like you saw this coming, I think is there's no way that anyone could think the way Seattle played against the Rams the week before, the way Dallas looked the last three games, and then Seattle goes in and has more penalty yards than offensive yards that Dallas would lose this game. There's I, I, just no way that anybody could have saw that coming, no matter how inconsistent they were I'm throughout the season. That. There's no way. I'm not saying so, that. yeah. Okay, well, but that I'm is what you're saying. That, you're saying that they were inconsistent. No no, 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 no. No, no. I'm saying because, the, again, the question was do they – are they going to be able to run the table to get to 10 and 6? That was the question. And I said no because of inconsistency. That's what I okay. said. And, no and, and, I'll say, and I'll say it again. 
if they had if they had went into this game and laid an egg like they did against Denver, like they did um, against San Diego, I'd have no problem with you saying, "Damn it, man, you called that one." The way this game played out, yeah, no, this was stupid. It wasn't inconsistent. It was just stupid. You got Zeke, and you're not running the ball inside the five yard line. That's just stupid. It's just dumb. It's like, what are you doing? You know, Dez dropping balls, Mr. Number One Wide Receiver, after complaining the whole first quarter? It's just stupid. They, they, they outplayed this team. Every statistic, except the final score, shows it. Dan Bailey, Mr. Reliable, missing two field goals? Back-to-back? I mean, it was just, it was just you, you had to sit there and just say, okay, it's just stupid. It's just dumb. It's just... You know, it's a black cat running around the star or, you know, something because they outplayed this team. They just, they tried to be cute instead of just doing what they know how to do. You got, you even with Tyron Smith out, you got an offensive line that can overpower just about anybody. And you're running read option and you're, you're, you're you know, you're in shotgun and you rack, stack them up. And take that that guy that you, you hardly ran since the first quarter and shove him down their throat. That was just stupid. There's no reason, none, that should have lost this game. It's just stupid. No. And, and, and from that standpoint, I agree. They should not have lost that game. The one thing that I should have mentioned in hindsight didn't, they should have blown out the Raiders last week. And I had a bad feeling. And I probably should have brought this to more attention than, than I did, but I had a bad feeling about that game because that game shouldn't have been nowhere as close as what it was. It just shouldn't. If you were to really watch that game, and I know you did, and look at both sides of the ball, you know that that Cowboy Raiders game should have been an annihilation, and it wasn't. You factor that in with the fact that the Seahawks didn't play well at all against the Rams and you knew they was going to come back and be hungry. Even with that being said, there's no way in hell Cowboys should have lost this game. No way. When you have, and you said just what I was about to say also. Penalty yards right. more than actual total yards is still one. That's an abomination. But it seems right. to me to be a microcosm of the entire season. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that um, there was a lot of adversity this season. And, you know, even with that, you still, you know, at week 16, you had a chance to get something done. You still had a chance to put everything behind you, all the adversity, all of the the suspension, the injuries, you know, um, you you had a chance to get something done, to beat a team that was reeling. And, you know, you you didn't get it done. And and as I sit here today, here's a question I'll ask you. Um, if you, if you had to blame one person, just one person and say, this person is why they lost this game, who would you pick? I'd have to say, and, the I, coach. and then I'll tell you who I would pick. I'd have to say the coach. I'd have to say the okay. coach because, and, and, and as a professional, you don't need to say things to get your players motivated because you should already be motivated as a player. And I think, some of the play calling that was done, especially, and I'm not, I'm not going to 
harp on that one play and said that was the end-all, be-all, but there was just certain standpoints at the game where they needed to be more aggressive but weren't. I have to put it on the coach because – and if it's not the coach, then, then Linehan, the offensive coordinator, whoever has the most weight because obviously if you're going to be the offensive coordinator, you run plays, it's going to go through the head coach, make sure they're all right, whatever dynamic that they have. But – End all, be all, they're still going to go back to the head coach on that one. So if I had to put blame on it, I'd put it on him, if I had to. And, and, I, and I'm, on, I'm, I'm, I'm on the same page, but I'm going to go Linehan because even if Garrett has the right to overrule the play call, even if that's what he could have, should have done, um, Linehan – should have made the right play call to begin with and not put his boss in, you know, who has to manage the game and make sure everything else is going fine. Watch the clock, watch the timeouts, watch the substitutions, you know, all the things that he has to do. And to put your head coach in a position to have to overrule you because you're too stupid to call what the whole world knew needed to be called. The whole stadium is calling for Zeke. I just don't get it. And I've been a huge Scott Linehan fan and supporter. He needs to go. He now, I, and, and you know me, I am not quick to call and overreact and call for someone's job. And I am not quick to overreact and say cut a player. But the first top of the list for me, um, January 1st, 2018, Scott Linehan is fired. He's gone. This offense has underperformed too many times, and too many times, yeah, I get it. If you, if you make the play call, you're a hero, and if you don't, you're a GOAT. Well, you're a GOAT, and I don't mean greatest of all time GOAT. I mean you're a GOAT. You need to go. Scott Lanahan needs to go. They need to either, either Garrett go back, and I, you know, I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of him calling plays. He's good at it, but it takes, he has to focus on it too much. He can't manage the game. We saw too many clock management issues and timeout issues and player issues when he was calling plays before because it was too much for him. Some coaches can do it. Garrett can't. Maybe because Garrett was an offensive coordinator for so long, maybe that's why. I don't know. But I'd rather him not call plays. But if they can't go back, and there's rumblings about it, maybe even seeing if Norv Turner would come back to Dallas because he's so good as an offensive coordinator and he's so good with quarterbacks. Um, you know, there's rumblings about that. I don't really care at this point. Well, I guess I will care at some point. But Lenahan's got to go. Lenahan has got to go. When, when, when the whole world – I mean, I don't care if they know Zeke is coming. I truly don't. Don't overthink it. At least one time, run Zeke down their throat. We already yeah. know this guy doesn't get caught for losses. Every time he touches the ball, he will get you a yard or two at worst. We know this. So you take your pro bowlers and you take your, you know, all-world running back and you say, go get me a touchdown. And you go and you play to win, right? And you know what Herm Edwards said? You play to win the game. Ain't that what he said? Hello? Yeah. I don't think so. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. 
And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. On that note, let's bring in K-Star. K-Star, welcome to the Madden Voice. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Sorry I'm late. It doesn't even feel like a freaking Tuesday. That Christmas break has really distorted yeah. the schedule. It's Tuesday. And okay, welcome uh, to the Madden Voice. Yes, sir. So, so I heard some of um, rant. Can I get a quick overview of what's discussed? Um, no. We'll just keep going, and if you touch on something, <laughs> I got time to recap. Fuck, you'll be on time. No, 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 no. I got to recap. You know what? We do Obviously, obviously we're talking about the Cowboys. Can I get a recap? Jesus Christ. Obviously, talking about the Cowboys, was it, I mean, who was the blame? Is that what, I heard Lennon's name. Jason said uh, Garrett, but he, he, he also threw Lenahan in there, uh, but he would lean gotcha. on Garrett as the blame. I'm saying, I'm saying Lenahan, the number one guy on my hit list, for this loss is Lenahan. I think that um, his play calling has been suspect, and I think just point blank, I I don't want to hear we knew they knew what we were going to do. I don't want to hear the personnel said that, no. You dictate by lining your horses up there, and you say stop me because they hadn't really stopped Zeke all day. Even though after the first quarter, Zeke ran the ball eleven times in the first quarter. He had 24 carries throughout the game. So over the next three quarters, he averaged four carries a quarter. Okay? And it wasn't like Seattle was doing long, sustainable drives and winning the time of possession. They weren't. Dallas D did a phenomenal job. You know, they gave up a couple of plays, but for the most part, they did a phenomenal job on, on Russell Wilson and, and that offense. And to not, when you have first and goal at the three and then second and goal at the two, and you're not running Zeke, I'll stop him. Make, make them stop him. And then on third down, and at this point, I might have even said screw the field goal and might have said we've got four downs to get two yards. <laughs> That's what we've got, or three yards. We've got four downs to get three yards. If you're all, you have three pro bowlers, okay, Tyron Smith is out. You've got two pro bowlers. Two of them are right in the center of your offensive line. You got Lyle Collins, who has been playing great, as your right tackle. You've got Cooper, who's your right guard, who's been, who's been solid. He's not a pro bowler, but he's been solid. The only real issue you've got is Bell as your left tackle because Smith was out after the first series. So you keep that in mind. You've got four very competent, two superstars, and then two other guys that have been playing solid. And you line up your freaking monsters, and you take your monster Running back, who should have very fresh legs. Okay, he's not in football shape. Blah, blah, blah. Guy's been playing football since he was seven years old. You give him the ball and you say, feed him and go score. And why Linehan, you know, read option and then shotgun and then all, I don't get it. And I will never get it. And even if he sat here right next to me and explained it to me, I would look at him and I would, and I would say, you're an idiot. And you know what? You get paid, you know, a million and a half dollars a year to do this, and, and, and I don't. And I can tell you that sometimes, Occam's Razor, the simplest answer is usually the answer. And the simplest answer is you take your all, all world. There is no team out there that at the two-yard line that doesn't have an all-pro running back that doesn't shove them down their throat. Okay, we get it. Seattle did it, it once. Uh, 
Super Bowl, okay, whatever. And, and, and where'd that get them? Okay, and where did that get them? So, so the one time we could all remember, where did that get them? Yeah. So that's what we're talking that's about. That's my point. Yeah, that's that didn't make sense point. watching that game, why they did that. Obviously, we know what the outcome was from it, but not even to give them one attempt seemed really, I mean, just dumb, honestly. At a pivotal point, too. This is, we're not talking about yeah. first quarter or anything like that. We're talking about at a pivotal point with your season hanging in the balance. Hanging in the balance. You don't and he just got him back. He's running, yeah, he's, he's, running, he's running well. You don't even attempt to give him the ball. That drove me yeah. insane. Yeah. And, and, insane. Jay, this, Jay, and this is what I meant when I was questioning the inconsistency statement. There's no doubt about it. The team has played inconsistent, up and down, lost 3-1-3. I get all that. You still had a chance to win this game because your defense was playing good. And, you know, your problem was you're getting field goals and, and they're getting touchdowns. And they're getting touchdowns off your mistakes. And even with that, you had a chance halfway through the fourth quarter to go in get a touchdown, cut the lead to 21 to 19. And then I felt really good about getting the ball back because, and turned it out. We did get the ball back, even though we, we didn't, we missed Dan Bailey uncharacteristically missed that field goal, but we did get the ball back. So I felt really good about our chances of getting the ball back and going in for either the game winning field goal or getting a touchdown. So I, I, I don't guess why for me, it's just stupid. And I'm sick of stupid. I'm sick of stupid when, you know, every year it's something. Every year we got to sit back as Cowboy fans and go, why did they do this? And why? Last year it was Romo, right? Everybody said, you got to play the hot hand. You got to play Dak. Who's the guy that said, no, I want Romo? Who's the guy that kept saying, I want Romo? Who's the guy that said, that, that would be me, Commissioner T. That would be me. I kept saying, put the experienced guy in there. Yeah, I get Dak's been winning. I get it. But Romo's experienced, and we're going to need that experience. Now, a year later, what am I reading everywhere? Man, I wish we had Romo. Man, oh, man. You know, you think Romo would come back and lead this team? Man, if Romo had played this game, he would have won. I, I said it on, on when I did the Madden voice yesterday. Shut your mouth. Anyone out there calling for Romo, shut up. Go find a toilet and put your face in it. Because you were the same ones a year ago that drove Romo out of town. The same ones a year ago that said, you can't take Zach out. He's been winning. He's doing it. Romo's never done this. Da, 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 da. That's all I heard from including my lovely co-host who said, all right, got to ride down in. And I was the last yeah, I one. Think that was, I don't think that's the wrong call. I think you're kind of conflating a little bit this year and last year. No, it's not the wrong call. Uh, excuse I me. I didn't run him out of town. Wait, what is that? Who said that? No, said, I didn't say you him out. Him out. I said Cowboy fans. Cowboy fans ran him out of time. Oh, I didn't say you yeah, ran him out. Yeah, you guys Cowboy no, fans don't count. I didn't run him out. Cowboy fans ran him out yeah. because Cowboy fans no, were calling. They were kidding. Jay, I'm not talking about you because you're a reasonable Cowboy fan. I'm talking about the ignorant Cowboy fans, the ignorant ones that I've just say them. cut and release them, that, 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 that don't know. I had a guy on, on one of the forums today that said, this is how ignorant some of the Cowboy fans can be. Guy, I read, I can, I can literally, I could read, uh, you know what, I'm going to read to you. I can find it because I commented on it. <laughs> I'm going to give you an example of how ignorant some Cowboy fans, and Jay, I ain't talking about you. But I'm talking about ignorant Cowboy fans, okay? Some, some casual Cowboy fans. Uh, yeah, here, here, here we go, okay? 
I'm even going to call his name out because I don't care. He posted it on Facebook, so he ain't got no problem being a fool. Nicholas Andrew Salazar, okay? This is a Cowboys Facebook uh, page that's got 45,000 members. Okay, so this is serious. This is what this kid posts five hours ago. Ezekiel Elliott needs 120 yards to get his second 1,000-yard seater. They better feed that man his 100 like they should have done last weekend. Okay, good point. Agreed. Who knows? Maybe we can still make the playoffs at 9-7 and seven if some crazy shit happens all in one day. Still, in, still holding out hope till the Sunday is over. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> okay, so maybe the rules for week sixteen or something. Maybe, maybe Jesus. you didn't hear all week that it was an elimination game. I'll grant you that. People work. People got lives. Did you watch the game? Because they said it eighty-seven times. The loser is eliminated from the playoffs. So did you even watch the damn game? Because there's no way oh, if you watch the game post that stupid crap. Those are the fans I'm talking about, that as soon as Dak won three or four games, they were like, oh, Dak is God and get rid of Romo. We don't need Romo anymore. And I, all the way through, said, I'd still go with Tony. I'd go with Tony. I'd go with Tony. We did one of our shows, and all you three, and I'm not blaming you guys, I'm just stating the fact. The three of you said, you gotta ride the hot hand, you gotta stick with Dak. I said, well, I'd put Romo in. Why? Because the experience. Now, we look at this season, 21 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, four pick sixes. He's, you know, according to um, some pundits, four pick sixes, yeah. Uh, regressed a bit. I, I think it's I think it's the team. I don't think it's as much uh, Dak, although that one pick six he did against Seattle, that was all him. That was just, again, stupid. It was just dumb. But now everybody, now so many people want to call Tony up and, and, you know, CBS and bring him back. No. No. No, that's stupid. That's ridiculous. It is stupid. That's ridiculous. (laughs) And I've been on vacation, so I've had plenty of time to read all this crap because I'm on vacation. And, yeah, it's everywhere. Do you think think Romo could come back and take this team? Romo is not coming back. And even if he would, if I was him, I'd be like, no, fuck you guys. (laughs) Fuck you guys. You didn't want me last year when I was healthy and in, in football shape and ready to play. I'm done. I got my little cush job at CBS. Me and Jim Nance doing our thing. I'm getting all types of awards. I'm making money. And I can go home at night and, you know, make love to my wife. I ain't think about you guys. Dumb. And, and these folks drive me up a wall because, look, let's, let's, let's be clear. Even if you were to come back, who knows what would have happened. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows knows what would have happened. Nobody. All right. This is not on deck. And and I've seen seen some Facebook posts and, and oh we need a franchise quarterback or Zach's not a franchise quarterback. Well hold on a minute. The entire team did not play up to his capability. And we talked about this just a few mm. moments ago. You've had injuries you've had game. suspension. You've had an an enormous amount of adversity to to play against you. Now, I will say this about that. He did not have Tony Robo talking in his ear like he did last year. That was a major help, and he did not have that this year. So, if anything, that probably could have helped his quote-unquote regression. But let's be clear. This is not just on deck. This is on the entire team and everything that they've had to face. It's been an uphill battle from day one. So to say Dak is the problem and nothing else, no, I disagree. You've got a number one receiver in Dez that's not playing like a number one receiver but getting paid like a number one receiver. You've had Zeke out for six weeks under suspension. You've had Tyron Smith out with injury. You've had 
your number one uh, middle linebacker, Sean Lee, out with injury. So this is the entire team as a whole. Make no mistake about it. It's no fans of fudge as to why the Cowboys haven't played up to the expectation that they thought they were going to have when the season started. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Um, I don't pin the loss on Dak, but I, I will say that he did not play as well as I had hoped. Why that is, mm-hmm. why that is, and some of it is him. Um, and some of it is, you know, you can't have a situation where you lose your left tackle and your offensive line can't protect. And we saw that again, where he was running to save his life. You can't have a situation where you lose your one, you lose one linebacker and the defense goes to crap and, you know, you're limiting your number of possessions because the defense can't stop anybody as we saw when, when uh, Sean Lee went out. So, but, but here's the bigger issue and Jay, you touched on it. And, and at this point I called him out all season. Now I'm done with him. Um, Des, I'm done. I'm just done. I, 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 you know, I've seen these Cowboys. I remember watching Drew Pearson, the original 88, okay? I, yep. I've watched They're the team since Drew Pearson. Right. I've watched the team, Drew, Drew Pearson and Tony Hill. And, of course, Michael Irvin and Alvin Harper and all of that. And, and um, you know, we had an 88 that came in for a couple of years, Antonio Bryant, that we thought was going to be somebody. But, um, you know, under Parcells and show some flashes. But I've seen every 88 since Tony um, I'm sorry, Drew Pearson, okay? And Dez, his best is behind him. He had three seasons in a row where I would have put him up against, and I did put him up against anybody and thought this is the best wide receiver in the game, and he played like it. Now he's a bum. I mean, you know, first of all, if you're not going to play at a high level, don't be running your mouth, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of him on the sideline being a disruption and complaining. And then, and then you get a chance, and either you can't catch the ball or you fumble the ball. Yeah, you made one play. Good for you. Want a cookie? We don't need a number one ride receiver that makes one play. You know, we need – I mean, Terrence Williams, who is the number two wide receiver, but let's be honest, probably the fourth or fifth option on this team. Four targets, four catches. Our number one wide receiver this year has somewhere around 120 targets, 66 catches. It's pathetic. And, and, you know, when you're in a game like this and you need your playmakers to step up, he's not stepping up. This is a chance for him. There's no, there's no Richard Sherman out there. There's no Cam Chancellor out there. Okay, you got Earl Thomas, but he wants to come play for Dallas, so we ain't worried about him. <laughs> okay? Go figure. You know what I mean? So you've got a chance, and it's been this way where you've had one-on-one coverage. You are 6'2", 6'3", 215, 220, and you can't can't, uh, out-physical these guys? But then you want to complain? Come on, man. I'm done. If they cut them, release them, trade them, I don't give a damn. And frankly, if he can go somewhere else and be productive, I still won't care because he hasn't been productive here, and this year he was healthy. And him and Dak have never really been able to get on the same page like him and Tony actually did get on the same page mm. for three years. He, him and Dak could really never get on the same page. And as far as I'm concerned, Dallas needs to address this wide receiver issue in the offseason. They really do. Yep. You need two things. You need sure hands and speed. And it don't have to be the same guy. 
Give me one burner and give me one guy that you know, like a Keyshawn Johnson. Give me a Keyshawn. Give me six foot four and catches everything you throw at him. May not be the fastest guy in the world, but he catches, has a great catch radius, like a Kevin Durant catch radius. Throws, you throw anything at him, he's going to catch it. And then give me a burner. But I got to do something about this. This is ridiculous. Yeah. This, is, this, is, this is enough to drive a fan insane. Well, and like I said to you, either last week or the week before, we were talking about this. He does not run great routes. And that's the difference between him and Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown will run a route to perfection. That's how he's able to get open because he ain't about, what, 5'10", 185, pounds. So he's not going to be more physical than his, his uh, DB that's on him. But he is going to run precision routes, and he has excellent hands. So you combine precise route running with excellent hands, sprinkle in some ability on top of that, you have a dangerous wide receiver. And that's the problem that I've had with Dez from the get-go. He does not run routes well. That's never run. He cannot never. separate. He got, he's never been a, a route runner. Never. He's never done that well. He just and, can't and catch anymore. And that's why you're seeing it now. That, that's why you're seeing it now because that, that as you get older, that skill set diminishes. But the one thing that you can't rely on is to be an excellent route runner. And because he's not, he can't get separation, can't get the ball. And that's why he's getting – I think it was the fourth most targets of all receivers, yet he's only got 50, 60-some catches for, I think it was, a, if I heard correctly, like a 53% catch percentage, which is it's horrific. 11th most, most targets in the NFL, 23rd in catches. But the one thing I'll disagree is his hands. No, you, can, you should still be able to catch. They're, they're, you know, these guys like Chris Carter and Randy Moss and these guys, they can still catch. They just can't do anything else. Yeah. Your hands well, well, he can't don't run go. the routes, so that's, that's my point. My point is my I know what your point is. But my point is the difference. He never was a good route runner, but he had hands three years ago. He would make the catches. Now, with his poor route running, now he can't catch anything. I mean, look at the interception that went through his hands. He was he was open, and it was thrown maybe a little bit behind him. But that's a catch a superstar makes. That's a catch Antonio Brown makes. Julio Jones, for the most part, he's been slipping a little bit, but he makes that catch. The top receivers in the game, well, Rick Gronkowski makes that catch. Three years ago, Des made that catch. Now, I didn't, cannot tell you how many times I see the ball. Flop through his hands like that. You're right about the route running. I'm just saying the route running, it's been that way, but he had better hands. I don't know if his confidence is shaken. I don't know if it's the relationship with Dak and it's a different thrown ball than he had with Romo because you got to remember, Romo, you know, they haven't played together. So I'm saying that uh, it's been a few years. Well, remember, Romo was hurt two years ago, so missed the whole season. Then last year it was – Dak, this year it was Dak. Well, if you go back to Dez's last productive seasons, it was the last healthy Romo season. Yeah. And, and that was yeah. Romo. Yep. So, 1,300 yards, you know, 16 touchdowns, caught 64% of yep. the passes. I'm looking at some of these stats now. Yeah. So, I, he, so I, just from I'm outsider done. looking in, from outsider looking in, Dez played a bad game. Dak played a bad game. The defense was awesome. Um, but just like, I, I 
I think there's something to the relationship between Dak and Dez. I think Dez is an easy scapegoat considering he still, you know, um, talks a lot of crap, talks a lot of junk, um, and still demands the ball, you know, even though the last three years he hasn't been productive. But, I mean, the only real difference between Dez now and Dez then is Dez back then had Romo. So I think it has to do with them both, Dak and Dez, rather than just Dez. Because yeah, but it's not like when, he's 29. When, he's 29 years old. Yeah, but but when you see the ball just go right through his hands, when he gets yeah, the ball right, and, he runs right. and, they, and they just punch it hmm. out of him, that's him. That's yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't blame Dak. Yeah, that's but we totally but, but we've seen this. This is I've seen this movie this year. This has been you know the guy hasn't had a hundred yard game uh, with with you know since early last I mean, season. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I'm I I'm not gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna roll with JB on that. I ain't I'm not pinning Dak on that one. I'm pinning that one on Des Bryant. I'm pinning that one on Des Bryant because the ball's getting thrown to him, and I've seen too many of those drops. And you know, I think he's he's near the top of the league in drops this year. He's near the yep. top. And, you know, they every now they, they have a split, just like they have a specific thing they call a catch. They have a specific thing they call a drop. There are things we see that I would call a drop that the NFL wouldn't call a drop. Okay. So if you, if you take into account all of the mishandled passes that he, that he had a chance to make a play on and he didn't, it's probably double the number that the NFL counts. And all I'm saying is when you're, you're right, he's only 29. When you're making $14 million a year, one of the highest paid receivers in the game, you're not worth that. You're not. You're, 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 you are now, now, you know, at this point, I think he's got one more year left in his contract. Um, but I have no problem with them letting him go and then going out and finding somebody. Go out and get, you, get your number one wide receiver. I don't care if it's in the draft. I don't care if you got trade for him. I don't I care. Free agency. Go get somebody. I think what their strategy should be is try to rework his contract. If he denies or if he declines to do so, then definitely trade him. Uh, because for whatever reason, it's just not clicking between them and Dak, who is going to be their franchise quarterback, and that's obviously the one you would want to roll with. Um, then you know more so than the receiver, especially when he's being paid, like you said, so much at elite rate, but isn't putting up anywhere close to elite numbers. Oh. And, and I don't know why there's there's a disconnect between him and and Dak as far as being able to hook up because they had all off season to work on it. It's not like we're talking about a year ago. You can understand it. It's not like we're talking about Dak is is a left handed quarterback and the rotation on the ball is different. We're talking about two right handed quarterbacks when you go from Romo to to Prescott, and you're talking about having a full off season to get in sync with one another. So I don't know what the problem is between the two. I, I can't put my finger on it. Well, I mean, Romo's a better that, quarterback, but still, this, this is unacceptable for sure. I, I will say this. I can understand it, it doesn't – you know, every quarterback throws the ball differently. Every quarterback rhythm is differently. Every, you know, so I get all of that. But I agree with you. you that's what offseason's for. That's what training camp's for. You get into that rhythm. You, you figure out what it's going to take. You know what I mean? And, and right. I don't know. You know, I, I, I get – I mean, they have, you know, from everything that I've seen and heard, um, they have had a very productive training camp 
But to me, they've got to – if you're going to keep Dez and not going to cut him and don't see a better option as a number one, then to me, they need to – They need. hey, go take your vacation. Go to Cabo. Go to Taiwan. Go to Mars. I don't care where you go. But when it's time and the NFL rules allow you to start working out, and I don't know how those rules are because the collective bargaining agreement and all that, but I know there's certain restrictions on, you know, when you can do organized team activities. Okay, if there's a loophole where you can still get together and throw and it's not, it's not considered an organized team activity, then to me, when, like, you know, season ends next week, so take January off. Heck, take February off. Come March, I'm somewhere, somewhere, go to where Zeke was in Mexico, and we're throwing passes. Okay, we're we're figuring this thing out. We're getting our timing down, yeah. and you know we're 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 going to commit to being a better quarterback receiver duo than we've been in our first two years. If you're going to keep Des, then to me that's what needs to happen. And Garrett or Stephen Jones or Jerry Jones needs to say that. Needs to needs to tell these guys, hey, because you know what? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I'm gonna be brutally honest. I'm getting sick of this shit. I really am. I'm getting sick of having such a talented team. And every year, there's a reason. There's a reason why the Cowboys don't go anywhere. Can't get into the playoffs. You know, can't do this. Can't do that. And, you know, we sit here as fans and we justify, well, we didn't have Zeke. Well, we didn't have Tyron Smith. Well, we didn't have Sean Lee. I'm sick of it because you know what? We're not the only team in the NFL with injuries. And yet some of these other teams figure it out. They figure it out. They, they make sure that, you know, um, what, what's his name? Peter's over in Philly, gone. They had a left tackle yep. that's played pretty well. And Peter's yep. is on Tyron Smith's level. And their backup they pretty have, damn good. So why were they able to get a backup? What's that? They got Wentz out and they're still winning. Right. You know, so so why is it that, you know, when we lost Romo, we gave up a year. They lose their franchise quarterback. They're still winning. Why is it that they lose their left tackle and their backup left, left tackle isn't giving up far? Why is it that some teams can figure it out, but Dallas, always, there's always something. There's always a reason. There's always an excuse. I'm sick of the freaking excuses. I'm tired of it. I, I've had enough of it. It's, it's, it's just time to get it done. I'm going to tell you, 2018 for me, my whole model, Dallas says fight and finish the fight. And all. My model for 2018 is going to be no excuses. I don't want to hear it. Just go win. I don't care who's on the team. I don't care who you sign. Just go win. That's it. Just win. That's all I want to see next year is wins. I want to see this team in the playoffs. And I want to see this making a serious push for the Super Bowl. That's what I want. And I don't give a damn. I don't want to hear no more excuses. I'm tired. I'm done. I said it on when I did my event show yesterday. I said, Jason Garrett, I got, I got, you got, you earned one more year. I listen to that. Oh, I went off. One more year. I'm sure. <laughs> patience. One more year of my patience. And based on how well I know Jerry Jones, I think Jerry Jones feels the same way. I'll give you one more yep. year. I'm going to justify. I, I can justify going one more year. You better get us in the playoffs and get us deep in the playoffs next year. Period. End of discussion. Jerry Jones, 77 years old. He ain't going to be doing this forever. And he knows he's got nope. enough talent in there now. Jason Witten is ready to come back. I'm happy about that. Not what he used to be, but he's enough. We need his leadership. 
We need his guy. Frankly, he was the only one catching any balls in this damn game at 35 years old, however old he is. I'm just tired of the, I'm just tired of the excuses. I'm tired of the. I'm just tired of it. Enough is enough. You 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 know you're drafting well. You're bringing all these young players in. Um, you know whatever it is. What do y'all need to do? Do you need to get a needle and thread and stitch up Sean Lee's hamstring so it doesn't rip again next season? Then go do it. You know what I mean? You need to go get some damn crazy glue and crazy glue up Tyron Smith so he's not out every other game next year? Then go do it. But better yet, why don't you go find a backup that can play solidly so if Sean Lee is out, the defense isn't gassed. Why don't you go find a backup left tackle that can hold down the fort and doesn't look like a freaking piece of Swiss cheese over there? The most freaking important position for a right-handed quarterback is the left tackle. And you mean to tell me you only got one that knows what he's doing? Come on, Dallas. Shit is ridiculous. Why don't you go find Doug Baldwin. You see that move he did? That little juke move and he was wide open in the corner of the end zone? Oh, yep. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what, we ain't got nobody that can do that? What, what? We can't find somebody that can do that? That's what Jay talking about. We're talking about knowing how to run a route. We can't find somebody that can do that? Are you kidding me? I'm sick. I'm sick of the excuses. I don't care if it's a free agent. I don't care if it's a rookie. I don't give a damn. I don't care if you go and, and, and get somebody that played in a different sport and bring him in. It is, not, it is past time. This shit is ridiculous. Less. There is no reason. We should be sitting here. Frankly, we should be at better than nine and six. But okay, fine. The season is. We should be sitting here at nine and six right now, saying, "Oh my God, all we need is Carolina, who has something to play for, to beat Atlanta in Atlanta, and we're going to go play Dallas, uh, um, Philly, and they have nothing to play for, and we're in a playoffs. That's what we should be doing right now. Instead, we're still up there looking at the draft in April." And happy that it's in Texas. I don't give a damn. So disgusted. I'm disgusted. Looking at the fridge and crop and all that other stuff. I'm disgusted. Um, let's let's go somewhere else with this. Hey, K Star, you still with us? Yep. So I have a question for you. <laughs> How do you feel about James Harrison signing with the Patriots? Uh. And, you know, it's terrible. I knew as soon as we released it, I was going to happen to him. I'm like, why do we do that? He's going to sign the Patriots now. Just watch. I was talking to a friend of mine who also felt the same way, a dear friend um, who's from Pittsburgh, and he said, yeah, he's going to sign New England. Just bet the house on that. Sure enough, it happened, and it sucks. It's ridiculous. I mean, on one hand, it's like, okay, he played 40 snaps this year. Apparently, he was a malcontent in the locker room. But at the same time, it's like, yo, it's, it's, we're already late December. Might as well just ride the year out with him just in case, um, especially so that he doesn't have an opportunity to sign with the playoff team, you know, who needs some pass rush help, like the New England Patriots, and sure enough, that's what happens. Um, it's just annoying. It sucks. I, I want to trust the organization, but at the same time, again, like, you, I mean, we could have just, just, just exhibited more patience in this. But we didn't. When I saw the, the tweeted picture of him with Tom Brady, I, I oh said, man, man, there's just, I mean, you know, there's no loyalty disgusting. ever, anywhere. Uh, organizations have no loyalty. I mean, I can't blame him because the Steelers said, hey, you no, know what? I can't. 
Hey, here, here, here they are heading to a possible Super Bowl run, and you let him go with one game left to play and then the playoffs, and you cut him. So now – and I don't know. I think there's something – there, there might be something in the rules that if he – I don't know because he didn't play a lot. But there is something about when you get cut this late, if your team um, wins a Super Bowl, you actually can get a ring. But obviously if he's going to go play for the Patriots, I'm not sure if that's true anymore. But there is something in there because I, 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 yeah. I recall – one of the last couple of years, there was a player that played for both teams that was in the Super Bowl. So either way, he was going to get a ring. I don't remember all the details, but I remember this very clearly. And they, they said it in the game. He played, you know, started the year with this team. Now he's here. And either way, because he played enough with the other team where he'll still get the ring if they win. Um, so I don't know if that would apply to James Harrison. But I do know that I can't blame him, you know, because they released him. Not at all. You know? Yeah, I mean, and um, mm-hmm. you know, and if and if and you know, and this is this is what I don't understand. I hear this all the time. Like the Cowboys today released Justin Durant, and the comment was that, and they brought up a guy from the practice squad who's um, a linebacker, and you know, I guess he's going to get some time on Sunday, um, which that makes me happy because. You know, maybe you're thinking about your depth at linebacker and you let go an older guy. And, you know, Justin Durant, you know, a couple of years ago before he went to Atlanta, he was he played really well, got a big contract to go to Atlanta, played a couple of years and then they let him go. And he's back in Dallas and had a couple of brief moments. But overall, not, not a big loss at all. But what I hear around the NFL is the youth movement and you don't want to sign older free agents because you're stopping the progression. The only guy who doesn't what well, the Raiders. Um, under Al Davis really didn't care about that. They don't do it as much now, but under Al Davis, he never cared. But Belichick just don't care. If he thinks he can get something out of you, he's going to sign you. Now, why is it that the rest of the NFL doesn't understand that? Why is it that the general consensus is so young, and yet the guy who's probably the greatest NFL coach of all time is showing you that we can go and get players, recycle them, and get what we need out of them to help us win Super Bowls. Yeah, I know. I'm doing that dramatic effect. I'll let that marinate for a minute. Let that marinate mm-hmm. for a minute. And number crickets. Yeah. I mean, there's, um, there's no argument. Like, he's right. Like, what can you really say? It's true. They're, Patriots, they do this consistently. No teams seem to follow suit for whatever reason, and other teams allow it to happen for whatever reason. And sadly enough, it's happened here, and I can only hope it doesn't come back to bite us, but <laughs> we'll see. Um, and, and you know, I, 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 I hate the Patriots, so I hope it doesn't come back and bite you either because I really hate the Patriots. And, you know, but you could, all, you could, you could almost picture a scenario where, you know, the game is on the line, and it's and it's late in the fourth quarter, and Harrison oh, goes on, and he's the one to get the game-winning sack, sack on, on Roethlisberger. You could almost see something like that coming, you yep. know, mm-hmm. and that's the storyline. Look at, look at revenge because he was released, and, um, you know. But I like James Harrison. I've always liked him. I've always thought that oh, yeah. I liked his I liked but, his intensity. I like you know what I mean? He's, he's cut from that Ray Lewis, Terrell Suggs kind of – Man beast, you know. Yeah, just a freaking nature who's tough, tenacious, doesn't think crap, and just ready to ball out whenever. I mean, that so, dude, he's 
he's a throwback. He's 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 in the wrong era. He need to be back in the fifties and sixties. I mean, he's he's that kind of guy that just wants to play football. He plays for free. It doesn't matter. You could put him out there in the middle of a, a parking lot, still be tackle football. He's down. He's that kind of a player. How can you not like to to root for him and, and like the way he plays the game? Yeah, I agree. So on that note, got one week to go. I want you guys to give me your if you if if you had to cast your vote, one vote. I don't want to hear well this guy and that. No, one name for MVP, just one. Uh, K Star, you can go first. Oh man, if only Antonio Brown didn't get hurt, that wouldn't have even been in a homework call. He was just playing so well. Um, I want to go with Todd Gurley, and I mean. We've all seen his dominance this year, but when you think about most valuable, think about where he was drafted a few years ago, top 10 pick, and think about how the Rams changed uh, from, from last season to this season. And think about how they're top seed this year. Um, and how did they do that? Well, they did it through restructuring the offense, but featuring Todd Gurley to be even more of a pass catcher and to be even more of a focal point, just not a simple Jeff Fisher, hand the ball off and run straight the middle focal point. So they got creative with them. And they got incredible usage out of him. And he's rewarded the franchise and the team. Uh, has over 2,000 yards. Blew over 15 touchdowns. Um, and just looks like a complete force and freak of nature. And I think he's been the most consistent player, really, on a week-to-week level now that AB is out. Um, because you've seen Brady kind of skewer and, and play kind of crappy the last few weeks. Wentz went down a, few, uh, a couple weeks ago as well. Um, and so I think that Todd Gurley should be the MVP this year, given where the Rams are, how well he's played him being the focal point in his consistency. Okay. JB. You know, okay, so that's, that's a good argument. Um, I, I can't disagree with that at all. Um, in terms of your argument, I, I will disagree in your selection. And I hate to say it, but I have to go with Brady. Um, he's got 30 touchdowns, eight interceptions. He's 40 years old. Everybody thinks he's falling off the, uh, the cliff. He still guided this team to what looks to be a number one seed, at least at the very least the number two, but looking more like a number one seed in the AFC. He's um, he's still the, the the catalyst. He's the one that stirs the the drink, if you will, in, in New England. And when he goes, so does the team. So uh, I have to say Brady because he he still is the one that the one player that you have to defend against that most teams don't have an answer for. Okay. You know, I will preface my answer to say what really irritates me about MVPs in football and basketball. I don't really follow baseball too tough, and I don't know a damn thing about hockey and, and, and don't care to. But is that when someone has won it a few times, it seems the consensus is to shy away from that person. Case in point in the NBA, LeBron James. You know, LeBron James is probably playing – his best basketball of his career, you know, and yet, you know, you're hearing about um, um, James Harden, you know, as an MVP candidate, you're hearing about Kevin Durant, you know, who has won it before. And I think a lot of times is people just want to see a new name and a new face. And when a person like a Michael Jordan puts his performance on such a high level, 
and then maybe doesn't quite hit that peak of level, but still, in my opinion, does better than anybody else. I think the rest of the world wants to see that other person get it. It's you get you get you get hypnotized by their greatness. I think that's what we've gotten from Tom Brady is we've been hypnotized by his greatness. We just know what Brady's going to do. You know, we just know it. And it don't matter. Gronk was not there last year and they won the Super Bowl. Okay. You know, we, we, you know, um, Edelman's been gone this year. Right. I mean, it just seems like no matter what, you know, no, no running game to speak of, no running game to speak of over there. They change quarterbacks. Like I change underwear. I mean, I'm sorry, running backs. Like I change underwear. Okay. And yet you're right, Jay. I mean, they're right there battling for a number one seed again. You know, when you look at the Steelers, who is the one team you guys can't seem to beat? That's the Patriots. That's the one team that you guys, when you look at your record against Tom Brady, that, that's your Achilles heel. I think it's like 10-2 and two or some shit. You know, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I think, you know, Brady is like 10-2 and two against Ben or something like some insane lop. I didn't even know it was that bad because I got great respect for your team and for what you guys have done under Tomlin. But the one, the one reason you guys don't have even more Super Bowls is Tom Brady, right? So I've got to say I agree with JB 100%. Gurley's having an insane year, and I said on the show yesterday that – he has elevated himself. To me, I said, you know, we may have to do a four horsemen of running backs because I have been saying, you know, K-Star, you've been in your own little delusional world of, you know, um, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell and, and nobody else. I have been the more realistic one to say that Le'Veon and Zeke are on the same level, 1A, 1B. I'd go with Zeke over Le'Veon. You'd go with Le'Veon over Zeke. That's fine. But I think they're both incredibly talented, and I think they're the best two backs in the NFL. And I've said repeatedly that not David Johnson, not Doug Martin, not Fournette, not Gurley, nobody to me is a close second to these guys. Well, Gurley is changing my mind. Gurley is now making a case to be in that Mount Rushmore of running backs. Um, And I don't know who the fourth would be, but we may have to start looking at now, as we have our four horsemen, what's our four horsemen of running backs? Because now Gurley is making a strong case <laughs> to be like, hey, wait a minute, guys. Like Roy Jones said, y'all must have forgot. Because <laughs> he's a he's we got to see what um, we, we, we got to see how well uh, David Johnson recovers from injury because he might be the number four if that's the case. If he, if he yeah. plays like he did because he was, he was really awesome. He was before he got hurt. He was. And yep. he was definitely on his way. Um, and he, he could certainly make a claim. Um, but I think I think for now we think, call the three kings. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think moving forward, you know, I'll be honest, and this is just off the top of my head. I had really thought about after this season shutting down the show. I'm not pleased with the ratings, and um, I thought about it over the last week, and I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just rethink some things, and um, I'm not one to give up. <laughs> so I want the show to go. And I went back. I literally went back and looked at every single show over the almost 10 years that I've been doing the Madden voice, even before any of you guys were on it. Um, and I looked at some of the old ratings of what it used to be. And I just salivated because I, and now the ratings today aren't anywhere near that. And Hey, thanks to everyone out there who does listen, download the podcast. I appreciate you. Um, but we need to get better. Just like I'm saying, the Cowboys need to get better. The Madden voice needs to get better. I'm not going to shut down the show. So I'm going to keep doing the show. I don't know what JB is going to do. I don't know what K-Star is going to do. 
Um, I don't know what Dr. Train's going to do. Who knows? Um, you know, these guys may make other decisions, you know, based on their own personal lives. But for me, Commissioner T, the show will go on. Matter of fact, not only will the Madden Voice go on, I'm going to keep doing the show in the off season. I'm going to do at least one show a week through the off season until we get into probably June. When summer hits, May, June, then I'll stop until the season begins. But normally we stop right around draft. Uh, I mean, right after the Super Bowl, we do one show and then we stop. Last year we stopped right after the Super Bowl. Didn't do another show till late August. Not gonna happen this year. Gonna do it right through the winter. And like I said, it might just be me, and that's okay. I can handle it. Um, but you know, these guys will always be welcome to join me. But we're gonna keep it going, keep some momentum going, and and really analyze what's going on in the off season, and really look at the big moves and talk about them, and really see how that plays into going into the next season. Because I think, for me, I missed a lot of those big moves until we got into, like, you know, late in the preseason. Then I'm trying to play catch-up. Then I'm trying to figure out who went where and, oh, he's not playing there anymore. You know, he's over here now. Oh, damn, I didn't know that. That's not going to happen this year. I'm going to be on top of my game, and we're going to bring the Madden voice back, just like I hope the Cowboys bring themselves back. So I'm going to be here. I ain't shutting down. And like I said, my, my host, doors always going to be open for them to join me. But, hey, every year I never know what they're going to do. They may say, hey, it's been a nice run, deuces. Or they may say, T, let's go make this happen. That's up to them. Anyway, um, as far as um, I think one of the things we should be talking about moving forward is in the skills position. And I think we could limit it to quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. And wide receiver, we can include, we can, we can just make it receiver, okay? We could make it wide receiver and tight end together because really the only difference in those positions is where they line up, really. And if you look at a Gronk and some of these other really skilled Jimmy Graham, they split out all the time. And then sometimes they come in and they, they serve block. Well, guess what? Wide receivers block too. So as far as I'm concerned, they're all receivers. So who – because it's hard to sit there and look at a four horsemen, right, of wide receivers or receivers and not put Gronkowski in there. How do you not put him there? When you look at, you know, Brown, when you look at, say, maybe Jones, even though he's kind of fallen a little bit, you know, when you look at um, – you know, Stefan Diggs maybe or or the other guy out there in Minnesota. Yeah, Andre Hopkins playing really well. Yeah, Andre Hopkins. Well. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean there's guy but how could you not even consider a healthy Gronkowski? The guy's so dominant, you know. So I think yeah. that's something we gotta take a look at. And I think um yeah. maybe 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 next maybe after um maybe next week when the season's over we can start taking a look at that. But um all right. Um, so, K-Star, I want to I go to you for a minute and talk about um, your Steelers and what you see. I mean, talk, talk to us and talk to, you know, the people listening in about what it's going to take. And I'll be honest, I've been so caught up in the Cowboys debacle um, I, I, I don't I don't know where you're at with I know you I think you guys have secured a first round bye, but what is it going to take for you guys to get a number one seed? Is it still possible? And in all honesty, do you do you think it'll happen? Yeah, we have the number two seed locked up already. Um, the way to acquire the number one seed is yes. First of all, yes, it is possible, but it would take New England to lose to the Jets 
I don't see foresee that happening. Um, I believe it's. Let me check the location. I believe it's New England. I really hope it's in uh, um, New York, just to have some semblance of of false hope. So let's check that out real quick. It looks like it will be played in New England. So yeah, I'm not really seeing a chance at it. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Honestly, if I'm being if I'm being real, um, I think that we'll just settle as a, as the two seed and it'll go through New England, which is unfortunate because we're just a Jesse Jones. Jesse James play away from being the number one seed. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's too bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think the only other thing to talk about, and you know, I, I wanted to I wanted to um you know touch on this this week and then let's see what happens. But you know, I'm gonna start with JB on this, and I'm really focused on the NFC, but you can give me both. I want to get a sense of who you think. Right now, based on what you've seen, let's make let's let's not wait till next week when everybody else is making their predictions. Okay, let's make our predictions this week because we can. Okay, pick your Super Bowl teams. Who's going to the Super Bowl this year? Because now at least you and I can't be homers because our team's out. So, um, who's going to the Super Bowl this year? JB, your opinion. Uh. NFC, um, you know what? Eagles are playing well, but just history doesn't seem to be on their side. Uh, the Vikings are playing well also. I'm just going to say, you know what? I think the Saints are going to do it just because of the combination of the running back play, obviously Drew Brees, and they have a defense that is playing above average for the first time since when? Last time they were in the Super Bowl. Uh, they have a running game for the first time since when? Last time they were in the Super Bowl. It just seems like, for whatever reason, the Saints seem to have it clicking. And the Panthers are playing well. Cam Newton's healthy again. Seems like he's on the ball. Again, aforementioned Vikings, Eagles, the Rams can't be forgotten. But it's just something about the Big Easy that makes me think they're going to be the ones in the, in, the, uh, in the Super Bowl. And as far as do you want me to go to AFC also? You, you mentioned NFC. Did you want me to do AFC yeah, also? Yeah, go AFC. Yeah. Um, dang. It, it's a toss-up. It's really between the Steelers and the Patriots because as far as I'm concerned, everybody else is fighting for second place. Jaguars look good. Chiefs all of a sudden woke up ever since I basically cussed them out. They woke up. Um, I'm going to have to say Patriots. Sorry, K-Star. I, I just... Just gonna have to go with the Patriots. Uh, I think it's gonna be the the Saints and Patriots in the Super Bowl. That wouldn't surprise me one bit if the Steelers were able to get the monkey off their back. But until that happens, nah, 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 sorry, pay, make man. your pick. There you go. Steelers, Steelers, and, Steelers and the Saints. Steelers. And, okay. I mean, All excuse right. me, Patriots and the Saints. My bad. Patriots, Patriots and the Saints. Saints. Patriots and the Saints. Okay. K Star, it is your opportunity to make your pick. Yeah, um, Jay accidentally said Saints and Steelers, but that's my actual pick. Same reason. Um, the Saints, the running game is just on a, on a whole other level. You already know what Drew Brees brings to the table, but they got a defense now, especially a really good pass defense. Um, it's going to be very important when they play a team like Minnesota that has two elite pass catchers, um, as well as really anyone else in the NFC, uh, to lock down the outside and, and take control of the game. So I like them coming out from the NFC. Um, and, you know, I like the Steelers. 
bit of a homer pick. But, I mean, the Steelers have been a, just such a dominant team this year. You know, it's not like this is a team that's 10-6. They're going to finish the year out 13-3. and three. Uh, Very very easily could have won the number one seed. And, again, I think the biggest difference maker, and we saw him play uh, yesterday, is Joe Hayden. You know, we played New England. We didn't have Joe Hayden. But Joe Hayden did an incredible job on DeAndre Hopkins. Really took him out of the game. Um, DeAndre had to make some incredible catch to even uh, make a game for himself of it. So I like that first. Hope we get it done in New England. It's going to take a great deal of, uh, of faith and and great play again by the defense. But I think it's certainly possible. We've seen what they can do against New England. Well, you know, it's pretty clear that I've taught you guys well over the years because um, we're all on the same page with the Saints. And um, Cowboys take note. They've got two great running backs, and they actually run them all the time, and they throw to them. And if one of them is out, the other one picks up the slack. Um, now, now, we don't have that necessarily just yet, although Rod Smith is certainly growing and could, could become that, that second uh, dangerous back in Dallas. But the point is they use their weapons. They're, they don't get cute about it. They just run them. Sean Payton, Drew Brees. They just run them and say, you know what? Yep, you see them. They're here. We're going to run them, and we're going to throw to them. And you go ahead and try to stop them. And if you stop them, then we'll adjust. Just like the game of Madden, right, K-Star? You don't like what I'm doing? Stop me. Don't complain. Stop yep. me. So exactly. the Saints are saying, yeah, you know what? We got two Pro Bowl running backs. Stop them. So I'm going with the Saints. I've always liked the Saints because I like Sean Payton. He's got a little Dallas in him, so I like Sean Payton. Um, Drew Brees has won me um, two, two um, fantasy football championships, so I've always liked Drew Brees. And I think it would be great to see Drew Brees against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, 38 versus 40, two Hall of Famers. Um, I, I think it would be great. I so want to pick the Steelers. The problem, K-Star, is you guys just can't get it done against the Steelers. So until you show me, you know, as uh, Ric Flair says, to be the man, woo, you got to beat the man, woo. You know, you guys haven't beat the man yet. And so I would and – I, and, and let me say this. I would prefer the Steelers only because I hate the Patriots. I don't like the thought of you guys really jumping out and getting your seventh Super Bowl. I don't like that shit at all. Nor do I like the fact that the Patriots could get their sixth Super Bowl. <laughs> so either way, Dallas falls to a clear third in Super Bowls where 22 years ago we were like two Super Bowls ahead of everybody. And now, you know, we're sitting there with, you know, sitting there behind because we can't seem to get our act together. So I don't like it. But if I had to make my pick, um, I'd have to go with JB and go with the Patriots. Um, I, I, I will say this. Of all the teams in the AFC, and I'm still picking the Patriots, keep your eye on them Ravens. Keep an eye on the Ravens. There's another team that you guys sometimes have some issues with there, uh, K-Star. Um, so I would say keep an eye on the Ravens. Ravens, and, and, too. Yeah. Um, and as far as the NFC, I mean, uh, you know, I've already said how I feel. You know, the Eagles without – Carson Wentz, eh. Um, Vikings with Case Keenum. Sorry, I'm not sold. Eh. Um, Rams could do something, as, as Jay as Jay alluded to in his, uh, you know, in his description. Rams could do something, but I think they I think they're going to need one more year. Um, Panthers, no. 
Sorry, Cam just, you know, Cam. I, I think Panthers have a shot. They have a, they have a shot in the NFC. Because, I mean, they do have the – I mean, they do at least have the recent experience. Yeah. And they are <clears> – man, yeah. this is Cam hate. This is absurd. Cam. It's true. It's not absurd. It's true. He's had a better year, but he's, he's got to be a better – He's got to be a better leader, though, man. That's part of that's part of being productive is to be a leader. Look at the look at your quarterback, you know. Look at your quarterback. Although although he did kind of he did kind of you know <laughs> he did kind of throw throw your boys under the bus yeah. a little bit last. Yeah, that was a little uncharacteristic. But he's normally not like that. But yeah, it, I think it matters. I think it matters. I think your character matters. You know, I think I think when you can go in and play and then own up, I think it cleanses your soul for the next game. And when you don't do that, that I think it eats at you like a cancer. And I think with Cam, you know, he doesn't own up a lot of times. And I think that's his problem. So I'm not a Cam fan at all. Sorry, I'm not. But anyway, um, so, yeah, so Jay and I agree, and we didn't talk about this ahead of time in case Star went exactly where. I'm really surprised we all agree on the Saints, though. That one surprises me. I got it. Yeah. Uh, that one surprises yeah. me. But, you know, uh, Dallas, are you paying attention? Run. You're, you're bad. Run them. Run them. Run them. Okay. All right. Hey, got um, a guest. Hey, T, hey, T, got a guest, uh, guest appearance from someone in particular that wants to say hello. Hi, oh, okay. Hey! Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Olivia. Merry Christmas. Was Santa good to you? Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah? Hi, K-Star. <laughs> Hi, Olivia. Hope you had a terrific Christmas. Thank you. All right. No Love you. Christmas pass. <laughs> Girl, bye. <laughs> what did she say? She said, you know Christmas passed. <laughs> <laughs> it was just yesterday now. It was just yesterday. <laughs> I know. I'll be up in a minute. Go on, girl. She she wanted to say hello to, to the, the people and obviously uh, uh, the main folks on the Madden Voice, so. Let me get her two minutes, uh, two seconds of fame, man. She's going upstairs. Thank God. All right. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? We, you know, unless you guys had something else, that's all I had for tonight. Um, um, you know, I, I, I don't, I, you know, I think as we get into the playoffs, there's going to be a lot of subplots and a lot of different things unfolding. Um, you know, I'm just, it's hard for, I'm going to be honest, guys. This, this one was tough. Normally, you know, I, I'm 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 24 hours and I'm over it. And this one, I'm gonna try after this after the show is to let this loss go and get ready for next year. Um, but it's just hard because it was stupid. I would have rather if Seattle hit came in and mollywopped us. I'd be like, well, we just suck. <laughs> you know, we just suck. Seattle came in in our own stadium and whooped us like, like they were our daddy. Then I'd have to hear K-Star talk about, you see why Russell Wilson, you see, I told you. And, and, and even K-Star can't say that because Russell Wilson really didn't play that great. You know, I mean, neither quarterback really played, you know, that great. You know, so, you know, but it, it was just stupid because Dallas was the better team. 
I'm sorry. I don't give a damn what anybody thinks. And I know, I know Seattle's got injuries. Hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about when you look at who was on the field, the Cowboys were the better team, yet they didn't play, they didn't execute, and they played to be cute. Instead of just doing what you always do, doing what got you here. You just didn't do what got you here. It was just stupid. It's a stupid way to lose. And then Dan Bailey, who, you know, at, at last I knew was still the most accurate kicker in NFL history. And I don't know now. He's missed a few this year, so I'd have to go back and see. But, you know, he was still the most accurate kicker in NFL history. Misses two that he should have made, and then one of the ones he made clanked off the upright. I don't know if his hamstring is still sore, or I don't know what it is, but it just this game was just stupid. You know, Des Bryant, you just, you know, just not let him knock the ball out of your hand like that. I, it just, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. So I need, I, 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 I got to get over this loss. And I did say this on the show, my show I did yesterday. I said, um, they need to go in here on Sunday. I don't care whether what Philly does. Doesn't matter to me. And I don't want to ever see an eight and eight. We've seen eight and eight too many times, three years in a row. I don't want to see eight and eight anymore. Go out, go in there on Sunday and play to win. That's your Super Bowl because that's all you got. Go in and play to win. I don't care what Philly does. Give me this victory, please. Give me nine and seven. Okay, because then we've got 13, we've got 9, that equals 22, that's 11 wins a year. Okay, if Dak wants to give me 11 wins every year, I can live with that. Make it happen. But give me this win on Sunday. Just give it to me. Don't go in there and lay an egg, because y'all ain't going – if y'all lay an egg come January 2nd when we're doing this show, ooh, 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 it's it, – ooh. Ooh, I may have to raise the rating from R to mature audiences only. Because I, ooh, ooh, y'all don't want to see that. I'm just saying. All right. I'm, Jay, I'm trying to tell you. All right, let's get on out of here, guys. K-Star, final hey, thoughts, hey, final Hey, hey T, 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 real quick, I just wanted to ask you, um, in, in K-Star, if you want to chime in also, but I'm, I'm curious, T, to get your thoughts on this whole Earl Thomas talking with, with Jason Garrett after the game, talking about come get me. What, what what are your thoughts on that? Hey, I don't. I don't yeah, you know what? <laughs> um, I, as I said earlier, we talked about James Harrison. I mean, honestly, no, it's not the right thing to do. You're still with the Seahawks. You don't go into the opposing locker room and say, okay, I get all that, and I agree with that. But you know what? He said, hey, if Seattle's done with me, I'm just getting myself ready. I've been a Cowboy fan. I like the organization, and hey. And he said it again when I interviewed him. Hey. If Seattle doesn't want me, come get me. And you know what? Go get them. <laughs> you know, as far as I'm concerned, go get them. That's a bad boy right there. And if he wants to come play for Dallas, then go get him. Now, yeah, you're right. It's, it, anyone out who says it was a weak thing to do, okay, I agree with that. I do. It's, it's not politically correct. But <laughs> honestly, if we get Earl Thomas, I don't care because that's a bad boy right there. So that's how I feel about it. Nah, same boat. <laughs> Let's move on. Same boat, because I was thinking the same thing, too, and that's why I wanted to get your thoughts on it. If he's available and the Seahawks don't want him, you better go get him. Obviously, go for get the him. right price, of course, but go get him. Plus, it's a smart it's a smart little uh, personal move, because should uh, let Seattle know 
and the world know that if they do not give me what I'm worth and probably and then some, I have somewhere else to go. So Seattle better pay me. If not, bye. And, and, and honest to God, this is a case in point of exactly what I said earlier. I am sick and tired of, oh, if we bring him in, we've got Kayvon Frazier and we've got hey, – did we get it done this year with these guys? No, not getting it. We have a young secondary. Guy's 29. Okay, safeties can play to 34-35. Okay, so if, if Seattle is stupid enough to let him go and he wants to come to Dallas and we can make it work, oh, y'all better go get him. That's a game changer right there on defense. That's, oh, Sean Lee is out. We okay. (laughs) We all right. Sean Lee can't play. All right. We all right. Go get him. I mean, look at Terrence Newman. Terrence Newman's still playing. Yeah, he is. He is. I mean, I'm not. not, So why not? I'm not. I'm happy for him because he was great in Dallas for nine years, but he he was a little injury prone and he got beat on some plates. And uh, Zimmer, Zimmer really likes him. So. He's been following Zimmer around. I think, um, you know, if it wasn't for that, he'd be gone. <laughs> um, so right, he got I'm, lucky. I'm speaking more to your point of being able to play into your 30s at the safety position. That's really where I'm coming from. Well, Newman's a cornerback, though. Didn't he move to safety? I thought he moved to safety. Nah, it's small. He's, he's still playing, yeah, he's playing corner, too. From, yeah. from Minnesota. That's something. Yeah. That, yeah that, I, that, that, I thought they, that, they moved into safety. No, Pretty amazing, still, actually. <laughs> but no, but that really makes your point is that he's still a cornerback at thirty six, thirty seven, which is unheard of. Right. Because normally when these guys get to thirty four, thirty five, they move into safety to extend their career. He's still playing cornerback. So, um, to your point, yeah, these guys are playing longer, and you know, um, Earl Thomas is one of the best in the business. So if he's re- if he's willing to come to Dallas, bye. You know, I I just think. I just think, yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe you know, and I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse. But I just think we need kind of a, and you know, mom, if you're listening, you may want to just, just, just hang up now because I'm about to go off for about 30 seconds. So, mom, I love you, but you may just want to stop listening right now because uh, I am about to get raw. But um, let me just, um, let me just do a filler here. Let me just do a filler here. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I give mom enough time to get off if she was listening. I don't think she was, but if she was. Um, the Cowboys need to have a go fuck it attitude, right? Fuck it. Let's go out there and make this team super. Fuck it. Let's go do this. Earl Thomas wants to come, go get him. Who else wants to? Okay, don't go get T.O. I heard him say some ridiculous thing about, you know, he could still, he's 44. Sorry, T.O., I love you, but it's over. Okay. It, <laughs> It's over. Okay. I, I love the confidence. And you know what? Had he played all along, he probably could have played into his 40s because he was a physical phenom. But he pissed off too many people, and that was that. But anyway, but he, he can't play now. You know, one, one good hit, and it's over. But, but you know what? You need to sit back and be like, okay, stop with all the calculated. Not, just go get some football players. Jason Garrett likes to say he's a football player. You know, that, that guy's a good – he's a football player. You know, and I know what he's saying. You know, okay, then go get some of these guys that are football players. You know, if Randy Gregory, who was suspended for a year but was great when he played, if he can come back like a Josh Gordon and his, his, his act is together and he's clean – then, then bring them back. Let's go do this. 
It's time. It's past time. Go and get your team and throw caution to the wind. You know, let it be known. Hey, you know what? We, we, you know, we're going to make this work. Go to some of the high-paid players that have a lot of cap money out there and say, hey, we need to restructure. I need to free up some cap space here. You know, can, we, can y'all help me out here? Because we're about to go get some players. We're about, we about to go get some heavy hitters come in here. You know, we're about, we about to do the, the LeBron James and take our talents to South Beach, right? You know, we're we about to go do this and figure out, go and get yourself a number one receiver who can let it light it up, okay? And whatever else you need, if Earl Thomas wants to come, go get him. You know, go find yourself a left tackle that doesn't get hurt every other play. And, yo, let's go do this, man. I, I, we are Cowboy fans. We're sick of it. We're sick of it. You have been put on notice for next year, Dallas. We're sick of it. All right. Back to K-Star. Final thoughts. Not much, man. Just hope everyone had a great holiday, um, holidays and continue to do so into the new year. Uh, Steelers play the Browns. Um, I think the Browns can go in 16. Sucks for them. Um, but, you know, hopefully the Patriots decide to, you know, just lay an egg. That would be, that'd be terrific. That would be a, a gift that we, frankly, we deserve. But I don't see that happening, so I'm gonna be very sad about that. But um, that's all I got. Hope everyone had great holidays. All right, JB. Yeah, echo uh, K Star same sentiments as well. And um, I know we got a week left before we get into the actual playoffs, but I am curious to see once the playoffs start how some of these Cinderella teams are going to be the the Jaguars of the world, the Rams of the world see how they're going to do. And obviously we have one more week to wait until that happens, but I'm curious to see about that. And then obviously what the Cowboys plan on addressing in the off season. Curious to see about that too. So everybody be safe. Merry Christmas and happy new year. All right. So, um, yeah, um, definitely happy new to everybody. Be safe. Uh, up here in New England, Connecticut, we, we're we're now getting into the um, we're getting some really cold weather a little earlier than normal, like single digit weather out here. So, um, you know, it is what it is. We'll do what we need to do. Um, not not good for anyone who has to come to New England and play because over the next couple of weeks, they're already talking about some really cold weather. So uh, b- bundle up. So, but anyway, that's all I got. I've done a lot of Madden Voice talk in the last two days, so I may do another solo show before the weekend's over. We'll see. I don't really have much left to say. I pretty much got Talk all my Dallas one stuff. More time. Man, my Where solo was off the chain. Let me tell you something, man. I'm going to listen to it after the show. Man, it, it was me going off, man. It was lunch with Commissioner T. Bring a sandwich, and it was about 45 minutes of me just going the fuck <laughs> off, and that's what I did. And um, it was cleansing. It was therapeutic. It felt good. I really didn't care if nobody listened to it because it just felt good to just get shit off my chest. That's how it felt to me. I was irritated. I'm still irritated. I'm still annoyed. I'm just – I'm tired. I'm tired. Okay? It's, it's time, you know? Cowboy organization, the Cowboy teams, and these players better than this. Jerry Jones, you're better than this. Jason Garrett, you're better than this. You know, everybody's better than this. It's time. So I went off. I may go off again. We'll see what happens, you know, as the week progresses. We'll see what news is coming out of Dallas. I'm, I'm watching very closely because I expect I'm making a prediction. I don't think Jason Garrett's going anywhere, but there will be a shakeup. There will be a shakeup. And I think it's going to be Linehan. I think Linehan's out of here. I really seriously do. Something Jerry Jones has got to make a statement that mediocrity is not acceptable. 
The last time the Cowboys were mediocre like this, Wade Phillips was fired. I don't think Jason Garrett is going to get fired. Not this year, but I think if we have one more mediocre year, he's out. So I think he's got one more year to show that he can make something happen. But I think Linehan's gone. So keep an eye out. may not be till next week, but I think Linehan is gone. So anyway, I may do another go-off show because I can. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but uh, in the meantime, let's get out of here. So don't know where Dr. Train is. I hope he's well. I haven't heard from him. It's holiday time, so I'm not really stressing it. I know, you know, holiday time is family and, you know, and stuff's going on, so I'm not stressing it. Um, so I'm out of here. K-Star, thank you. JB, thank you. Um, happy New Year to both of you guys, and I hope you guys, whatever you guys do for the New Year, and anyone else out there listening, please be safe. Um, get your drink on, but then don't drive, or get your drive on and then go drink. <laughs> so. For JB, for K-Star, and for Dr. Train, wherever he is, wherever he is. And, of course, our newest host, Olivia. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And, hey, one more week, and then the season is over, and we get into the playoffs. So, remember, it's, it's winding down. And as we always say, all feuds are settled on the field. Good night, everybody. Bop <laughs> bop